Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Tired Mummy Podcast, a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Alice Lanesbury and you're listening to episode number 19. I'm so excited for this episode today. I had the privilege of talking to three amazing mamas about sex postpartum and all their different experiences. Uh, It's a really good one guys and it's really honest and I'm so grateful that these three amazing women shared their stories with me today. It's really going to help a lot of women feel less alone in their postpartum sex experience. So let's get started. Welcome to the Body Tam. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you please get things started and let the listeners know a little bit about you? Thank you for having me. So my name's Tam. I am 33 years old and I've got two little gorgeous boys. Oakley's seven months old. Huxley is four and a half. Um, I've got a sweet little beauty salon in my home, which works perfectly for my life. And that's how our stars have aligned. Yes, they have. Tam makes me look much better than I ever could. Yeah. I'm missing your eyebrow love at the moment because I've moved away from you and I'm too stubborn to try and find someone else. <laughs> I'll just have to travel. It really is. <laughs> now, today's chat is all about good old postpartum sex. Um, <laughs> were you given a time frame when you could have sex again after birth? Look, not a specific time frame, but I do remember um, quite clearly in my mind my GP saying to me at my six-week checkup with my first son, now, have you been intimate yet? And I just looked at her like, are you kidding, lady? Like, 
Absolutely not. <laughs> She's been my GP for a long, long time, bless her heart. But, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Love that. Oh, my toddler's screaming in the background. Mum life. Um, <laughs> uh, how were you feeling about sex after birth? Was it on your mind? Were you feeling anxious about it or fearful even? Were you, or were you just ready to swing back into it? Probably not by the sounds of uh, your uh, previous comment. <laughs> well, I, I had two really different experiences with my children. Like my first son was a very traumatic vaginal birth that required um, an episiotomy and forceps and sister Susie got well destroyed. So it was just like, hell no. And then the second time I ended up in an emergency cesarean. So like, look, it was two completely different experiences. I remember the first time that we did have sex after having my first son Huxley, the vaginal birth. Um, Wow. That was just insane. It was like I tensed up. I felt like a virgin all over again, but it did happen really organically. So I didn't feel all that pressure and there just was no pressure. But I think with the second one, because it was a cesarean, I sort of maybe had that pressure upon myself, mm. um, you know. But the, the the fear is different. It's like, oh, is this big old dong going to cut open my cesarean section? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's so scary. It really is. It's intimidating and it's fearful. And then by that time, you've got a toddler running around and a newborn and you're so touched out. So very two very different experiences, that's for sure. Yeah, the, yeah, see, isn't that interesting? I relate to you the first time. It's just like you do feel like a virgin all over again. But, yeah, with the cesarean, it's like a whole completely different thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's a mind flip, that one. Yeah, it is. Um, did you think you were prepared for sex postpartum? Like do you, or were your expectations in line or were they totally off? Oh, look, it just, it just took us a while to get back into like the groove of having good sex again. Like you do, you feel like a teenager again because you're gentle and you're slow and you really don't orgasm. You're doing it for them to be blatantly honest, aren't you? You know, (laughs) Um, and he quite liked it. He thought I had an extra stitch, so that's fine. (laughs) Oh, um, yeah. It's look, so awkward, isn't it? Like, and weird. you're so in your head too. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was so in my head. I, it took me a really long time to actually relax and, like, really get into it and enjoy it again because, yeah, it, it just wasn't enjoyable. It Yeah, it sort of felt a little bit like a chore. Not so much, but, yeah. Did you have scar tissue from your first oh, yeah. birth? Did anyone tell you about that? Like, did anyone tell you that that was going to be a thing? No, no, it wasn't until I recently started seeing a women's physio. So that's four and a half years postpartum with my first son, which, ladies, remember, you are forever postpartum. This term postpartum isn't six weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. From the moment you give birth, you are forever postpartum. So all of these things are going to probably continue to pop up, but everyone's experience is different but if you do have scar tissue it's going to be there forever you just have to sort of try and figure out a way that this is going to work for you um 
So, yeah, I, I am seeing a women's physio at the moment and we are trying to work on different things to make sex more enjoyable and to, just to make life more livable, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got all sorts of issues going on. <laughs> yeah, like it's so, oh, I'm so proud of you for finding a, a women's physio because when I was six weeks postpartum, like my mid, I had a private midwife because I had a home birth, so it was like two weeks after birth and she's like, oh, yeah, because I had a second degree test. She's like, oh, it's all healed, everything looks good. And I was like, okay, sweet. Um, it's just does awesome. that mean I can have, like, sex? And she's like, yeah, whenever you're ready. And I'm like, cool. And then we had sex and it really fucking hurt. And I was like, what is going on? Like, she said it was healed. Um, and so then I went to a GP um, who I'd never seen before because I didn't really have a GP. And she's like, oh, I'll have a look. And so she had a look and she's like, everything looks normal, looks healed. And she's like, oh, I'll do it. Um, she's like, I'll make sure. What is it? What's it called? My brain is dead. Oh, a pap smear. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'll do a pap smear while I'm here. And I'm like, okay. So she puts the hard plastic thing in and absolutely, oh, like, killed me. I was like, lady, I just told you oh. that it hurts down there and you're going to shove this cold plastic thing up me. Um, so that was really traumatic. Yeah, it is. Fine. Like she's like, she called me up. She's like, oh, everything came back normal. And I was like, well, what the F is going on? And then I found a women's physio. And she's like, oh, you've got scar tissue. And I'm like, yeah. why did it take so long for yeah. someone to tell me I had scar tissue and that you actually have to like, you know, work I with that? Like massage it even. To yeah, like- yeah. I had to do that for so long. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. You neither. So. <laughs> Like, even that was a bit traumatic for me. I was like, you know, I had to, like, have warm baths or heat it up with a wheat heat and, like, spend time massaging the scar tissue, which is, like, when the F do you have time to do that? Girlfriend, tell me about it. (laughs) You know, one thing that I have learned is treat the skin down on Sister Susie the way you would on your face. So That's great advice. Give facials. Oh, man, maybe that's a new uh, avenue for you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. So my last question for you, my love, is what advice would you give to mamas when considering sex postpartum? Oh, just let those expectations go. Don't be so hard on yourself either, you know, like, just because your girlfriend down the street did it at four weeks and she's enjoying it and you're at four months and you're still nervous, that's okay. That's your journey. It's your vaggie. It's your sex life. It's your family. Like don't be so hard on yourself and, yeah, just let all of the expectations go and let it happen organically. There's nothing worse than, you know, just diving on in and you're really not ready. Like let it happen so that then, you know, you're – emotionally and physically ready I think that's such great advice like especially not comparing ourselves to others because I think I did that a lot like you see so much online or you read things or your girlfriends say things and you're just like oh okay and then yeah you start the judgy wudginess and it's just you shouldn't you just really shouldn't (laughs) exactly exactly oh thank you so much for joining me I loved our great little chat I think yeah I think we've mentioned a lot of things that are really important (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Nadia. Um, we have been oh, following each other for a while now, so I'm very excited to chat to you today. Can you please let the listeners know a little bit about you? Yes. Um, yes. Thank you for having me on, Alice. This is exciting, and um, I was definitely excited to chat with you today as well. Uh, so, just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a mum to an almost three year old little boy. And we're a family where my partner works away, so he does fly and fly out work, which a lot of people are probably familiar with. Uh, we were living in Queensland a year ago, which was pretty much home, my forever home, and we made the move to Western Australia uh, last year for my partner's work because of all the COVID, COVID issues and border closures and everything, so... Um, it was a massive change for our family, um, but I'm loving it over here now, so I think we'll stay for a while. Um, <laughs> I am also a PT and do a little work, um, personal training, and I've got another casual job and literally just my hands full with a child. <laughs> so that's, that's a little bit about me. I Yeah. I don't know how you do all of that. You're amazing, especially making oh, that massive you. trek with a child. Yeah, it was pretty huge. Um, but luckily now we've sort of, we've, you know, found our grounds a little bit and we've made some friends. And um, although we don't have family or anything, we don't have a full support network. But, you know, we do have a little bit of support now and, you know, just a, you know, a couple of friends to share a wine with because that's the support that mums need. <laughs> and <Isn't> coffee. <laughs> yes, definitely <Yeah>. coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> All right. Now, as you know, today's theme is sex postpartum. So let's dive right in. Uh, okay. Thank you for sharing with okay. me today. It's, I'm super grateful. So the first question I had for you was uh, Were you given a time frame when you could have sex again after birth? Yes, I was, and it was, everyone said to me, around six weeks. So six yep. weeks postpartum, you should be ready to go. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. So in saying that, mm-hmm. how were you feeling about sex after birth? Was it on your mind? Were you feeling anxious or fearful? Oh. Or were you just ready to swing straight back in? <laughs> uh, definitely not ready to go <laughs> swing straight back in there. Um, absolutely not. Although I felt like, because I'd been told, um, you should be okay after six weeks. So I felt like, well, maybe this is, what, this is what I should be doing. So I was super anxious and nervous. I was scared. And I just, yeah, I, I knew that my body wasn't ready. Yeah, it was a, a very nerve-wracking time. Yeah, it's so interesting, this magic six-week number. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was told the same thing. And the mama I just spoke to, um, she... She wasn't told six weeks, but at her six-week checkup, she said the GP said, um, so are you intimate yet? <laughs> and she's like, uh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you feel like, right, it's six weeks, so I should be getting right back in there again and, you know, having sex and running and doing all this stuff again because it's six weeks and everyone tells you six weeks postpartum, it's you know, that's even that's the exercise normal. blows my mind. I'm like, you, it's nine months yeah. to grow the human, like, and you think you're going to be back to normal at six weeks. <laughs> like, 
No. 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 I definitely, yeah, my my mind was not, (laughs) definitely not prepared. Yeah, they don't set us up for success with the six-week thing. Six-week thing, no. They need to they need to ban that number. So you definitely weren't mentally prepared then? Your expectations and your no. experience were a bit off? Um, everything was quite off, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it just, you know, it was just a subject that was never really talked about through through my pregnancy or even just through friends and everything, you know, they all said, you know, after six weeks, you can, you know, start getting back into everything and start having sex again. So I think it was just more mentally, I was thinking, well, if it's six weeks, then I should be okay to give it a go. But um, I, my body wasn't prepared for it. And so that just made the whole experience very awkward as well. And I just felt like if it's six weeks, I should just be giving it a go because my poor partner's had to wait for, you know, (laughs) a few months now. And, you know, he's been so great. So I should just get in there and, and have sex with him. But yeah, my, it, it just was very awkward and it just wasn't, it wasn't pleasant for me. It was, yeah, it took a while to actually happen. Yeah. I, um, I had a second degree tear and I didn't realise that I had scar tissue. So the first time for me was really awkward as well Um, because everyone had told me, my midwife and my GP, oh, everything's healed, like you're good to go. And that was not my experience. Um, I wanted to get back into it. And then when we did, I was like, no, this is not right. (laughs) Oh, wow. It actually sounds exactly like me because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, something's not right here. Yeah. What's going on? This doesn't feel right. (laughs) Um, Such a confusing time. So Yeah, yeah, very similar. I had to have an episiotomy and... Um, so everything down there just wasn't, it just wasn't feeling right. Even though as well, my midwife was saying, you know, everything's healing up really nicely. And so you just think to yourself, well, it's all okay. Like, is it just me? (laughs) Yeah, fully. Yeah. Um, And then you start to think that you'll never be the same again and it's going to be awful for the rest of your life. And Oh, no, yes, absolutely. You do. You think that you're like, this. well, great, this is it now. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to make it work? I remember getting really upset because I was like being, you know, sexual is like so a part of the feminine in me. And so I was like, I felt like something was taken away from me. Um, and obviously it took me a while to find yeah. someone to help me, to help me with that, like a women's physio. But, you know, you go through all these thoughts like, oh, like this is forever and like I'm ruined. Yeah, totally. I that That's exactly what I was like too. And it's such a long process. You just don't realise how long it actually takes. And I mean, now, you know, sex is great. It's back to normal and um, just not as regular as we'd like. But, yeah, fully. <laughs> but you know, that, that stage where you're just, where you're just waiting for everything to be okay again and you think it should be fine, like I should be right to, to go now. It's um, you know, it's been six weeks. <laughs> and yeah, you just don't realise how long it actually takes for your body to to repair and just go back. Well some people don't really ever go back to the way that they were, but you know, just to get in there again and feel right having sex and have all those 
good feelings about it rather than those awkward feelings. 100%. So my next question or my last question for you, lovely, was what advice would you give to mamas um, when considering sex postpartum? Oh, um, forget about the six-week rule (laughs) uh, and just listen to your own body. Like our bodies tell us, our bodies are our best communicators, so just listen to your body. You know, if it feels right by your body, then by all means do it. If if your body's saying no, something's not right, there's no rush to push yourself because eventually you'll be able to get there. And also just really having like a good open communication with your partner as well. Um, I think that that's really key. Obviously, most of our partners have been there witnessing us giving birth and knowing... (laughs) It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's an eye-opener for a lot of men. So, yeah, just I think really having a good open communication with your partner is probably the, yeah, the best advice. Tell them what's going on if you're not feeling right or just feeling a bit awkward or, yeah, let them know. Yeah, I think that's so important because unless I told my husband that, like, it was really painful, he wouldn't have had a clue. He was like, everything feels normal. Like, he's like, I couldn't feel any difference. And I was like, really? I felt like I was, like, a virgin times 20. Like, (laughs) Oh, my gosh, me too. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Because I was like, we had a lot of trouble at the start trying to, you know, trying to get in there. Yeah. A virgin again. I'm yeah, it just goes up. to show that, like, really? your experiences, like, his experience and your experience are, like, completely different. Yeah, and I was like, can you feel that? That's weird. I've not <laughs> felt that before. Like, no, it feels all right to me. Oh, that's golden. That's a big topic. Honestly, yeah. people need to talk about this so much more because they do. no one ever does. No, they yeah. don't. It's funnier okay. even like talking to you and the uh, lovely mama I talked to earlier, like when I say the word sex, I don't know why, I still feel like like it's weird to say, like, but why? It's just ridiculous. I know. Why is it? Exactly. We all do it. We all have to do it. We all need it. And that's how, you know, like how we have our beautiful babies. So exactly. I know it's very funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me and taking time out to to chat to me today. Uh, Thank you. It's been such a pleasure chatting. Welcome to the podcast, Tori. Tori is one of my beautiful listeners and I'm so excited to have a chat with her today. So Tori, can you please let the listeners know a little bit about you? Sure. I am a nearly 37-year-old first-time mum with a nearly two-year-old little girl. She will be two in August, so little 2020 baby. Um, My family consists of my fiancé, Jock, myself and Isla at home, and I'm a preschool music teacher and Pilates teacher. Oh, beautiful. So you obviously love children. I do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get lots of cuddles in my job too, which is nice. So cute. All right, so today's conversation is definitely not talked about enough and I'm so grateful for you coming on and having a chat with me about it. So sex postpartum, were you given a time frame when you could have sex again after birth? I guess it was always the that six-week, that magical six-week time frame that I think I'd read a lot. I was one of those very... Um, 
well-read pregnant women who spent my entire nine months trying to, you know, research and study for it as if it was a test. That's what I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there was always that six weeks and then you can have sex again and all the rest of it. And I think, so that was already in my mind. Um, And then when I went for my six-week checkup, that, again, magic six-week time frame, they said to me, you know, the GP said, okay, well, you and your partner can start having sex again. And and I love the fact that they say that to you, like, you know, you must have just been sitting there rubbing your hands together, like, I cannot wait to have sex again. That's not what was going on in my mind. So it was that six-week thing. Uh, you know, um, most people I talk to say the six-week thing. Um, yeah, it's very, very interesting, I have to say. So some people get straight back into it and good on them, but that wasn't even, it wasn't on my radar at that point. And to be honest, I think my fiancé was even less so on his radar. He was not wanting to push me into anything. So we were just still learning how to be a bubble of three at that. How were you feeling about the thought of sex after birth though? Um, You've obviously just conveyed that it wasn't on your mind, but were you feeling anxious or fearful about it? I think I wasn't as much anxious. I was nervous. I wouldn't say anxious. I was nervous. And I think it was more so um, the expectations that we put on ourselves. It certainly wasn't coming from my partner, not one bit, um, which I'm very lucky. I know many women are not so lucky. Um, but I think we as women tend to almost want to please um, and, you know, be that good person in the bedroom, be, you know, desirable, be this, be that. Um, so I think I was almost nervous, like, oh, how's it going to feel for me? How's it going to feel for him? I wasn't, I was probably focusing more on how it was going to feel for him than how it was going to feel for me. I was too, um, yep. <laughs> Which is so weird of us. Like when I look back at that now, I think why? Why was I not focusing on my own pleasure? Um, but, you know, it was... I don't think I was anxious, more so just nervous. Nervous, yeah. I I guess my nerves were taken away when we bit the bullet and (laughs) actually did have sex, which I don't think happened for quite a while after that magical six-week period. We weren't sort of going, oh, well, better go home and try. Um, (laughs) We just let it all happen naturally in its own time, Um, which did take quite a while because sleep was not a thing and still is barely a thing. But... You know, when it did happen, it was very much a, a slow and steady, cautious um, experience. It certainly wasn't, you know, neither of us went into it with expectations of it being this mind-blowing, oh, my God, we haven't had sex in so long. It's going to be incredible yeah. <laughs> kind of experience. It's a really, I was nervous too. I was mm. worried that it was going to feel different for him and that it wasn't going to be the same and all these stupid thoughts. Yes. Yeah. 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 We do it to ourselves. It's just silly. And obviously when you're in your head that much, it's probably not going to be. You can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. (laughs) Not at all. I think, um, I think our brain is our most grossly underestimated, um, erogenous zone. So when we can't focus and be fully present in the moment, we can't really enjoy ourselves anyway. And, who can really focus and be fully present in the moment when there's a newborn in another room? Not me. hundred <laughs> percent. Like even still sometimes now um, 
it's so hard to get out of like the mum brain and into mm. wife brain, partner brain, the even like fun, playful brain with your partner because yes. I'm like sometimes you get into that headspace, you're like, what if they wake up from sleep mm. or Oh, did I hear them just then? Like, like the like the shower crying, you know. Yes. This the shower crying, yes. and I think there's the sex crying too. Did you yes. hear them crying in the other room? Did you hear them make a noise? Yes. You know that panic, or are you watching the baby monitor at the corner of your eye whilst yes. you're mid D? You know, because <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. And you just can't focus. I That mum list of things to do in your brain, there needs to be a switch somewhere where we can just switch that off and switch back on our moment of enjoyable time, you know, as much yeah. as our partner, but for us. <laughs> 100%. It's, a, it's definitely a juggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that brings me to my last question. What advice would you give to mamas when considering sex postpartum? I think the advice I would probably give is to just not rush it. Don't rush. Don't ever feel pressured. Don't um, don't think of somebody else's pleasure and importance before your own because you're going to spend the next, the rest of your life thinking about your child's needs before your own don't put your partner's needs in front of your own when it comes to sex Uh, particularly after having a baby your needs are just as important and I think I forgot that so if someone had have told me that you know at the time it would have been a nice reminder to have as well absolutely oh thank you so much for joining me and sharing all that wisdom my pleasure I don't know about wisdom but just experience thanks so much for having me Wow, everyone, thank you so much for joining me. I am so, so grateful that these three women took time out to speak with me about sex postpartum. I just think it's such an important conversation that needs to be had specifically when we're pregnant would have been helpful, (laughs) but it's never too late. Um, I hope you got something out of it. I hope either you felt like you weren't alone or if you're pregnant I hope uh, you feel a little bit more prepared that you know things might take a bit longer than you thought things might change but also that things aren't forever Uh, we all go through this season uh, and yeah you're never alone this episode was helpful to you please share it with your other tired mums and dads uh, and leave us a five-star review don't forget to subscribe so you never miss out on an episode Uh, this really helps support me and my little family thank you always for tuning in with me until next time this tired mummy is signing out sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.